Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm so happy to be back together again with Frankie Picasso. Uh, Frankie comes out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and we're going to talk today about how to handle all of the different family obligations that we have on a good year with holidays. And now we add the pandemic in and we've got long lines, lockdown, stay at home, safer at home, take your pick. And of course, when you're where Frankie is, not where I am in Southern California, she has snow events, but Frankie... SCE is adding some new thrill a minute onto living in Southern California because every time the winds get over a certain level, they cut the power. And people have had power out for two, three, four days. And, you know, this is Southern California. We're we're not snowy, rainy, anything ever. Maybe a landslide or two or a mudslide or two. And a, and a fire. And a fire. <laughs> but, you know, we've had, yeah, and that's, that's what triggered these things is the, you know, SCE cut the power because they don't want to have these wildfires started by it. But I'm like, how are we supposed to have, you know, Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa, you know, amidst all this stuff? And then it hit me. What is the holiday about? Is the holiday about, you know, like, look at Hanukkah, Festival of Lights, you know, where oil, you know, burned for what, eight days, eight days, days. and there's my 17% coming in. (laughs) (laughs) We got Ancestry.com. They did not pay to support this episode, but I did get those. They should. (laughs) Yeah, they really, Christmas presents for the kids, and the kids were like 67% Jewish. Like, how is that possible? And then I got mine done and found out I'm 17%, so I can make Hanukkah jokes now. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. But, you know, know, we kind of laugh and joke about these things, but especially as mothers, and, you know, you have twins, you have now grandbabies, we're kind of the gatekeepers for the holiday. And so the preponderance of food and presents and activities and choices, do we go or not go? Do we do this or not do this? Really fall on the mother. Yeah, um, traditions fall on the mother. And, you know, my mother did things so much differently than I do it, because she was really into the setting. Mm. The really good china, the really good, you know, uh, tablecloths and the pads and the whole thing. I'm not into that. I'm into getting my kids over because I just love it. I am a terribly huge spender on Christmas and my kids go, mom, please don't spend any money. We've had Christmases, I'm embarrassed to tell you folks, where it took three hours to open gifts. Mm-hmm. And, and my kids actually had to take a break 
because I go crazy. I just go crazy. It's like, I cannot stop myself. I go, Oh, I love you. And I want to get you this. And I know you'll love that. And it's, it's I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a crazy person, but really, I mean, I have my tradition for Christmas. It's always prime rib and, you know, really good prime rib. And um, that's kind of my thing. My daughter called me yesterday and she said, mom, can you make luckus this year? Cause we're not getting together for Hanukkah, but you know, we always like to blend. And, and so a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And that's why it's so crazy when people think, you know, it, it, they put these lines and they draw them in the sand and they go, I'm different from you. And, you know, I don't like you. And you just found out you're 17%. So, Hey, <laughs> how many other people are 17%? Like, so now we're relatives, you know, well, now. relatives, but it gets yeah. funnier. Cause like I'm in Los Angeles, originally from Buffalo, you're in Toronto. We became friends, friends because you said, um, you said some word with a Canadian accent and I recognized it right away. And I called you up and I'm like, oh, she's from home. She's from home. <laughs> But the funny thing was, you said you do a prime rib on on Christmas Day. So do we. Maybe it's the German. You know, you have German, yeah, background, yeah. I have German background. But you know, we start looking at all these things, and they get muddy. And you know, your giving presents is my cooking with love. Like I bake all these loaves of bread. I wrap them up. I give them to my friends. Yeah family and baking and creating like that is my way of showing love. And the kids are like, mom, we packed on 15 pounds of your love, you know, through the holidays. And it's, it's really astounding how we demonstrate how we love in different ways. Yeah. I used to be, you know, before my accident, for sure. I cooked absolutely everything from scratch and I still cook everything from scratch, but I don't do as big a spread as I used to, but everybody has their favorites and they all have to be on the table, just like at Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas is the same and, but Christmas is really special. But now that my kids are married, I've, I've got, you know, seven, seven kids, stepkids, my kids, everybody, um, since everybody's married, now we take turns and it's like this year you got Christmas this year, you got Christmas Eve with, with the, the kids, but the kids, I forget the schedule. The kids think they know the schedule and they go, well, we're coming Christmas Eve. I go, no, no, they're not. And they're like, wait, wait, you know, it gets crazy. So this year, my kids are coming on the 27th and his kids are coming on. I think, I think I did new year's day brunch for them because they couldn't come another day because my daughter-in-law is pregnant and half the family are mask wearers and really COVID protective. The other half are not. So I wanted to make sure that the people who are safe come first because, you know, she's preggers and then they can come later. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really smart. Not that I want them either, but you know, I mean, we've been protect- so protective of ourselves for a whole year. Now that the vaccine's coming out now, it's like, well, we're coming over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I did, which was different than years past is I, um, I asked my kids, now I have teen boys now, I've been a single mom for whatever, 17 years now. And I asked them what, what is important to them for the holiday? And they, they came back and I said, text me. I sent to them in a text. Cause it's like the way you speak to your kids. Yeah, these days. That's right. So I'm like, okay, we can't do everything that we normally do this holiday season because of my cancer treatments and the pandemic. Um, what is really important to you? And it was very interesting because in my head, Frankie, I had an idea of what I thought they might like. Neither kid said the presence, which was really amazing. And yeah. Max said, I want to do the outside Christmas lights. I love the outside Christmas lights. So I'm going to put them up and I'm going to, you know, thank God, like most of the lights worked because we couldn't get any more lights. So we have only the lower part of our house and two trees outside lit. And then Zachary gave me a list of foods. Okay. 
and that's what Christmas meant to them. That's what the holiday meant yeah. to them. And both of them were relieved they didn't have to go to midnight mass because there is no midnight mass. No midnight mass anymore. Yeah. No, Which is quite beautiful, up. actually. I've been a few times. Yeah. You know, none of my kids want gifts. They always go, don't buy me anything. Don't buy me anything. But I want to because I like it. It's fun for <laughs> me to make people happy with it. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. But you're, you know, the kids are absolutely right. There's certain traditions. And, and, you know, with my daughter, it's always food um, and, and the boys, it's something different, but there's always, there's some traditions that, that have to be there. Cause it just yep. means love. And, you know, I watched this morning um, on CNN, they, they featured two brothers who had lost their parents to COVID and these parents, they died holding each other's hands in the hospital. And they, and they said, you know, Christmas, he goes, my mom was Christmas. When, when we think of Christmas, it's my mom. And this year we're going to do it in my mom's house and we're going to do her foods and we're going to, and that's what Christmas is, right? So Christmas is those memories. And it's, you know, I think of my mom coming over every Christmas. My kids were so excited to see grandma. And now, you know, I'm the grandma and, and my, my grandchildren are excited to see grandma. So it's kind of fun, you know, passes down that is fun you know frankie i'm i'm just going to take a moment to thank our sponsor you know as we talk about ways to get through the holiday season you know during a pandemic one of the things you and i've talked a lot about this episode is the importance of talk therapy and whenever i talk to people about why they don't go to therapy they always say it's too much money it's too expensive but let's have some real talk you know how much do you spend each day on your daily coffee or a you know another set of pajamas that you don't need and is that stuff more important than your mental health because it's all about allocating your dollars to your best life Possible. And with Talkspace, you can take care of your mental health without dipping into your savings account. And you can sign up online or download the app and start therapy that same day with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. And depending on the plan that you use, you can message and schedule live video sessions with your therapist and you'll pay about the same amount each month. So you can budget. And that's really important these days is to know how much you're spending. And since you know the same amount, with Talkspace, that is fantastic because you can build that right into your monthly budget. Talkspace is secure and private and using the latest end-to-end encryption technology to store client information, and it complies with the latest HIPAA regulations, so you know that your stuff is safe. And talking to my friends is so different than talking to a licensed therapist who has the expertise and knowledge to give me that practical guidance. I know I use it a lot for my... um, how to be a single parent, how to parent in a pandemic. And, you know, there's all sorts of great information out there. And you can trust Talkspace to give you the support you need at an affordable price. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, right now, go to Talkspace.com and download the app. Make sure you use the code Motherhood Talk to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Motherhood Talk and Talkspace.com. You know, Frankie, when we talk about, you know, who's coming, you know, for holidays and what does holidays look like this year? That's one of the biggest things that I have a hard time with because my mom isn't here. So my kids, my kids didn't know grandma after four and six years old. Now they have memories of her and, you know, we have always included grandma. And what's been interesting is in a digital age, 
you know, like I have before my mom passed away, I was able to have her read children's books, you know, on video and on audio. Oh, nice. you know? So my kids don't really have a concept of when she died. Like they don't realize they were so young when she died because yeah. we had digital grandma and I would be like, you know, and my mother picked out some presents for the kids for the coming years, you know, when you're, oh, terrible, that's nice. you can do some of these things. So, yeah. you know, like two years later, my, my son gets a blue bunny from grandma on Easter, like who knew? Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. Dead. But um, that's mixed emotions that I have. But I find myself like I, I asked my dad too what was important to him. And for him, it was the roast beef bone in prime rib dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know I had to ask one of my, I had three of my friends because I can't go to the stores. Um, three of my friends all going to like Sam's Club, Costco, looking for one. And I'm like, if somebody sees it, buy Costco's it, got the it. best one. It's the only place I will buy my prime, my bone in prime rib. Well, that's because I don't care how much it costs. It's always fabulous. Right. It was $65, you yeah. know, which is insane for a single mom, but you know, my dad's 80, 87. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to do that one thing for him. And yeah. then for Zachary, you know, his is all about the treats. So he wants the Christmas cookies and all the other stuff. And then Max was with the lights and I was like, but what about me? Yeah. What do you want? You know, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm going to say it. Cause I went ahead and did it. I like getting presents. So I went on Amazon and I took, you know, my $200 from last year's Christmas money. Cause I'm like, if the kids really don't care, yeah. they, they can pick out a few things, which they did on Amazon. You know, the boys, they wanted t-shirts, yeah. workout powder, like nothing. And yeah. I took that $150 and I spent it on myself. I got bath stuff. I got all these things. And then I gave it to my kids and my dad to wrap. Yeah. Nice. Cause it's like, what was most important to me? And I, I must be like a greedy. I like to get a gift. <laughs> I wanted the stuff like, you know, I don't have a husband and my girlfriends right. are really great. You know, Linda sent me a necklace and, you know, some pajamas, you know, so my girlfriends. It's are not like you haven't been getting gifts all year, my dear. No, I know. <laughs> but I realized how greedy I am with the cancer stuff. Like every couple of days with my cancer treatments, Frankie, something's coming in the post. It's like I know. a card. It's a bookmark. It's a, it's a whatever. And awesome. I drink out of your Tim Horton coffee. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. You know, they're not, they're not sponsors either, but I love their important coffee cups, you know, things like that, I realized really make me happy. Cause at the end of the day, you know, I'm tired and doing everything for everybody else. I like to get in the bath right. and take a nice bath. And when I looked at the things that I ordered online, like I ordered myself a new bathrobe, I ordered myself one of those pillow thingies you sit up with that's fuzzy and soft yeah yeah so I can read in bed I ordered myself some beautiful markers like these markers that came from Japan that you can kind of paint with yeah it was junk like it was nice no I bought myself a fountain pen yesterday because I haven't you know I, I learned to write with a fountain pen when I was in grade three I went yeah. to private girls school and I haven't written with one since and I got terrible handwriting. I thought, well, maybe if I get one, my handwriting will return, yes. but it was so fun to do my Christmas cards with my new fountain pen. You know, yes. I, I mean, just like stuff it. like that. And like, I, if I said, buy me a fountain pen, they go, what? Right. Um, or it would be buy my own stuff. Do I have to get some engraved thing or is it the color that I like, you know? And that was the thing is like, what is wrong with 
splurging on yourself and your own gifts like nothing especially if you have like I have a 17 year history of gifts from my dad my brothers and my sons yeah and I can't smile another way through Christmas of going thank you for the shirt that's two sizes too small or the pajama bottoms that are four sizes too big like yeah yeah hearts in their I hear you and I they are it's about the gift I get that but not everything can be exchanged yeah. Yeah. No. And you shouldn't feel bad about that or, or you know, people would, shouldn't say, Oh, that's so great. No, it's not. You know what you take the care as a mom, we take the care to get the perfect gift, the right size, the right color, the one that's going to look just amazing. And you know, other people don't. So, you know, you deserve that same kind of care and even though, like you said, their heart is in the right place and it's not always about the gift. It's still really nice to get something special for you. The other thing is Christmas isn't about money. And I remember, you know, when my kids were little, I couldn't afford a tree and I couldn't, aff- I couldn't afford anything. And we cut out, I cut out a, pa- a paper tree and I stuck it on the wall and I had the kids, they were really tiny, uh, just make ornaments out of, you know, yeah. construction paper or whatever. And we stuck it on the tree and that was our tree that year. But you know what? It was a good year. Well, it was and a good year. And I remember that. Right. Christmas is about doing. That's what I'm realizing. Like, and we, and we, as moms do everything, we kind of rob the joy of all those things. I have Frankie, a similar Christmas story. When I, when I was maybe divorced two years, my mom was, I think the year my mom died, the Lions Club, I always supported them by buying a Christmas tree every year. And when they called me for my order, I looked at my finances and I'm like, I I just, I can't do it. Like, and I was honest with them. I said, look, my mom just died. I had a lot of expenses with that. You know, I'm a single mom and I I really, you know, I I'll, I'll donate next year. I'll get a tree next year. Well, the Lions Club ladies brought me a tree. Uh, and they brought the awesome. biggest beautiful tree and I don't know what I was thinking but you know how they come wrapped in twine yeah you know, they're shipped down here they're shipped from Oregon they're wrapped in twine and they said stick it in a bucket for a day I cut the bottom off stick it in a bucket for a day and it was so big and heavy I had the guys move it and lay it on my stairs so we oh would go God. up and down the stairs like you know, cause I'm single. There's nobody here. Yeah, my dad, that's right. here. my dad was with my sister. Cause that was my dad. My mom died. And so I'm like there with a, like a four-year-old and a six-year-old and they're like, well, the ginormous tree. Tree. <laughs> the ginormous tree. So it's sitting on the stairs going up and we had to like climb and the kids are like, Oh, it scratches, you know, going to bed. Yeah. But it had the bucket at the bottom with a big towel on it. So once it got all, you know, done and thirsty, I'm like, I get the base and I'm twisting it on, you know, the metal poles that have to go in that has the bucket on it. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to um, get it where I need to go. Well, as I was trying to lift it from the stairs, like I pushed it from the top, somehow I unhinged the rope and the whole tree sprang open oh and my it God. blew me back on the stairs. And then the tree fell on top of me. And I was sitting on the back on my stairs with this tree on top of me. I had to call Max. I'm like, Max, help. He's call like, the fire department. Where are you? Well, they were able to to help, you know, all three of us could could push it up enough. But for like a week, the Christmas tree stood in our hallway at the base of the stairs wow. because we couldn't move it. 
Because yeah. once it got big enough and the bucket, I put the water in the bucket. So it had to suck the water down because you can't siphon the water out. So it literally, we walked through the dining room and we were walking all the way. And then we had to move around behind That's it. That's hilarious. Until we could get somebody over to help us move the tree into place. Because as a single mom, you know, you don't think of these things. And that thing was so big when it sprung open. I'm like, oh my God, you know, it was probably an eight foot tree. And it had a huge base that filled up the stairs. Wow, that's crazy. You know, I think we I, we got to mention, because this is a special year with COVID. And I've been watching, you know, I, I've been watching CNN like religiously and looking at what is going on in, in the States and um, especially poignant. And I'm sure it's where you live too. And I know that because you've told me, um, but in Texas, the, you know, it looked like those four, four or five lane bread you know, um, lanes, people don't have food, you know, food bank lanes, and just trying to to get, you know, some food, because they don't have money, they don't have any jobs, you know, they're desperate. And this, so this Christmas is probably not going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. Thank God that looks like maybe that stimulus bill is going to go through and some people are going to get some money in in the bank. But regardless of that, um, I've never seen anything like that miles long, you know, four or five cars wide going to a food bank. And that's the reality of, you know, the situation in the U S today. I don't think it's like that here. Um, but we haven't had anywhere near the kind of numbers, um, you know, that you guys are showing. And, and I think today it came up 308,000 uh, people have, have died in the U S compared to Canada, 13,860. So, I mean, it's, the numbers are just very, very different story. And, um, it's very, very sad. So this is not going to be a happy Christmas. There's probably, there's a lot of people who lost family members this year. And, um, you know, so to them, you know, we're sorry for your loss. Right. We really are. And we know like we both lost our moms and we know what that feels like, uh, not during the pandemic, but you know, it, it's fresh this year. It's raw this year for a lot of people. So it's it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Whether it's a loss of a marriage, a loss of a family member, a loss of a pet, you know, yeah. I have friends who didn't have children, never got married, lost a pet, and they're so they're, many pets this year died that I know. Oh, so many dogs oh, this year. So many. I'm taking I'm taking my dog tomorrow because he's got a lump, and I found a lump yesterday, and I'm like, oh, he's going to the doctor. Oh, but no. yeah, God, I hope he's okay. Well, um, and I think it's important to find really healthy ways to memorialize family members that have passed yeah. on. Not the first year when it's really super painful, but some of the things that I have that I really enjoy, Frankie, number one, when my pets pass on, I've had eight dogs in my life. Each one of them has a little monogram stocking and I hang my dogs on the 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 same stairwell where the tree was like I put you know I put some garland around it and then I hang the stockings the kids and when they were little they're like that's the dead dog wall you know yeah yeah but for me I look and I see misty smoky snowy bailey Sophie. yeah all the friends that were here yeah and so and I don't give them anything I just hang them up but it's 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 something that's important to me and yeah the other thing that I did is my older relatives that I loved very much gave me a lot of jewelry, but not good jewelry. It wasn't like diamonds and rubies and yeah. stuff like that. It was like the old junky, like 60s kitschy stuff. You know, they they left their jewelry to me. That was important to them and, and not 
anyone else ever. <laughs> so, but what I did was I found some, some um, plastic balls that were already gold and I hot glued the jewelry, some of the jewelry things. So I have like the bumblebee glued. Nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it looks just like a pretty ball, but to me it's meaningful. Cause I look at that and I'm like, I know that was the one earring, you know, for my grandma's jewelry box, or that was the bee yeah. pin, that the pin broke off and, and, you know, they're not really worth anything to anyone but me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I did was I went to Michael's again, not a sponsor, but they have after Christmas, the little pretty picture frame ornaments, yeah. you know, that are all embellished and pretty. And they're so expensive during Christmas, but after Christmas, they're like a buck a piece. So I bought like 20 of those. And then I put pictures of my relatives in it. So nice. And the kids call it the dead tree because I have a little tree and they're like, that's the dead people tree. The dead know, people, the dead dogs. Tree. What do you, it was this obsession you have with dead people. Well, but but, they're yeah. my way of remembering that's my right. family. And, you know, as we get older, you know, I'm not 10 years old. Yeah. So, you know, by the time the kids are 50, 60, 70, they're going to have a dead tree too. But yeah. it isn't a dead tree because I can look at it and, and I can remember my grandmother. I can remember, you know, and the, also what's nice about it is, like everything fits in a box at the end of the year. So like I used to rem remember my grandmother because of her, her China set. Well, I don't have room for four China sets and they're all yeah. old and they're all like somebody can use them or somebody else can enjoy them. So to have a little memento like that is a very space controlled way of yeah. holding on to memories. Yeah. And it's nice because, you know, you do tend to forget a little bit as you get older too. And so these jog your memories to come back. And oh, and write your name of your relative on the back of your, because like I have one from my, my great uncle, Nick, who I loved, but I was little when he died. And then I'm so glad my mom put the picture of who it was with me. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. a couple of my uncles looked alike, you know, they're brothers. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if that's uncle Nick or uncle Steve, who is that? And then she wrote it on the back and wrote the date. Yeah, that's awesome. So this is, you know, it's a special year with COVID and, and um, the election and people getting different messages and, you know, it's just a very different year, but um, I, I bought my granddaughter the book Activist Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, she's going to be an activist like your grandmother. Activist <laughs> Baby. What does an activist baby do? Like cry whenever they disagree with something? Uh, well, they, 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 no, it teaches them about all the, all the cool people who are activists, you know? Oh, yeah. all right. So, okay. There's the difference between you and me, because, you know, I ended up buying, I don't know if you saw it. I put it on social media, but it's so worth looking at um, the Christmas book that was launched in the United States where they didn't check the, um, the American slang before releasing the book here. It's, oh, I saw the British book, you mean? Yeah, the British that book. That was hilarious. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, was I bought a copy of it because I'm figuring they're never going to release it in the States under this name. But the, <laughs> the title of the book, and the book is written by Monty Pepin, and it's Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Yeah. Uh, hookers is the word for tow truck, and blow is for the snowblower. So yeah. it's not hookers and blow. It's not like prostitutes and cocaine. And, and cocaine. Yeah, that like, was so cute. Hookers and blow save Christmas. They have these two little cute tow trucks on the front. And, you know, I, I actually bought a copy of that book and had it sent to me, Frankie, because, you know, we all bet well-intentioned marketing can go wrong in another culture. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
like when they did like Chevy something and I don't think it was the Nova but um it was the Chevy something and then when they sold it in South America come countries it meant this like the Chevy nothing you know (laughs) it's like who wants to buy the nothing you know and that's when you know change things but when I saw hookers and blow save hookers and blow that's that's just purse that's priceless really you know I I texted a bunch of my friends who work with children and I'm like I dare you to read this in a straight face like wouldn't you love like Jesse Jackson to come on SNL yeah like instead of like green eggs and ham he could read hookers and blow save Christmas (laughs) (laughs) yeah you get you have to get um uh, Paul Rogers to, to read that book uh, yes. in a British accent. It's perfect. Oh, he probably would. He probably would. Oh, he would. He would. He would. He's got a great sense of humor. Great sense uh, of humor. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, maybe we'll ask him to do a cameo and, and, and read yeah. low for Christmas. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, it's going to be different and, and people are going to, you know, maybe it's going to be pared down. Uh, maybe you won't have all your family there. Maybe uh, you might even be by yourself because yeah you know, you've got nowhere to go and, and, and your city's closed down and um, like well, mine is and yours is, but did you, you know what? have those, like, you know, I had that, I, you know, I remember the couple of the worst Christmases that I had worst holidays by far were when my kids were at their dad's and I didn't have a boyfriend or my friends were all doing things with family. And, you know, I, I, I admit that I just sat home that Christmas and cried. Yeah, me too. I just wasn't, able to get it together enough to be in public and I didn't want to see other people kids opening up presents when I wasn't there with my kids and you know we did do uh, when the kids were a little bit older we did write a letter to Santa Mm -hmm. saying you will be at dad's house on this weekend so mom so Santa needs to come and that worked for a good three four years you know that we we kind of told Santa when to come to our house and so you know we had the calendar we did the whole thing um you know, but, but when you can't be with your family and that's really important to you. Yeah. Well, that's what Christmas is. Right. There's not, well, not for everybody, you know, some Christmases in my family on guess which side they're like, we go to the movies and we eat Chinese food. That's our, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're doing something else. Right. So they can can still order Christmas food, you know, but yeah, I did that for a lot of years too, but you know, it was was funny (laughs) because your picture of the menorah stoked a a conversation and and how come we don't get our menorah out anymore and celebrate Hanukkah and I go did you want to give me eight gifts (laughs) well I put my put menorahs out like that's the thing is my menorah you know because of my kids and because of my you know 17 percent um you know I've always included both now do we do big gifts on Hanukkah no do we do Hanukkah meals yes you know do the kids know how to to say the prayer and like use the shamus yes they do you know so they can but our Christmas is an amalgamation of two great religions so um, and we just leave Jesus off the table. Like, yeah. honestly, any discussion of Jesus being the son of God is not welcome in my house during the holidays because it's not appropriate. So, you know, stick them in a bassinet if you want, light a candle if you want, but respect each other's differences. And, you know, I've only had one person, my ex-sister-in-law, who was the president of her temple 
make fun of me for doing that. Most people are like, that's crazy. This is so great. And the funny thing is for seven years, we had to throw in our Muslim friends and it was really fun because they were from Iran and they brought dishes from their cell. And we kind of made it a universal celebration, which is so much better. It was so much fun and the food was fun. And we all sat around the table. And then we had these two people from Russia, um, Sarah and her husband, because our kids were friends at the school. So we decided when we're all away from family. So it was me, the single mom, and then, you know, like Mitra and Martin and Anna and Martine. And then um, it was uh, Ivan and Sarah. We all got together at my house because I had the biggest table. That was the dividing thing. That was the dividing thing. Yeah. I love that. So Mitra comes over and she's like, Hey, I made you some Christmas ornaments. I'm like, what are they? And she's like, Oh, this is a pomegranate and we eat this in Iran. And so I sprayed it gold and we're going to hang it on your tree. And Oh, that's sweet. It was really fun. And we had all these dishes and nobody knew what it was and nobody was fluent in English, but me. You know, so it was a little bit of German, a little bit of Russian, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French. And, That's awesome. you know, thank God, you know, um, Farsi is heavily into French, you know, it's a, yeah. you know, a lot of French occupation. So, you know, Philippe and Noel, they were there too. I forgot about them, you know, but we had all these things and we all got together and I don't even think it was Christmas day or Christmas Eve. It was like just holiday night. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. I, I, I wish everybody could do that. It'd be great. Really it's when you share culture it's really beautiful and you know so many people um who are celebrating this year even if you live in the U.S. you have a you probably have another culture in your family that that is you know part of that festivity that maybe you're sharing or you're not sure I mean even when I was a kid we celebrated Christmas and people go oh my god you celebrated Christmas well you know what my parents were immigrants and and they come to a country and and they 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 want to do what everybody else does right Right. and so you celebrate because what are your kids going to do so, right. Yeah, I had a tree and I had a Hanukkah and I had, you know, we came from Austria and my mom had the little Santa that was that played Silent Night. And that was a very special thing for me, that little Santa that played yeah. Silent Night. That was like the thing at Christmas, you know, and that defined yeah. Christmas. Still in oh, did it sing in German or did it sing in English? Uh, that I remember? can't remember. I was very little, but I probably wouldn't have even, I probably understood it neither. So it didn't right, that's it. register, but um yeah like it was that was just christmas right well that's it hanukkah is hanukkah and christmas is christmas and you know right and a holiday is a holiday and and you get to you get to create your holiday this year in a way that is unique to probably any other holiday maybe in your lifetime and you know, we will, if we're around, we will be able to return to a lot of our routines, you know, next year and the year after. But I really invite everybody to think about what do they love the most? Like I love baking bread for everybody. I love baking the Christmas cookies the kids love. That's mm-hmm. about, and I love getting presents like for me, yeah. you know, yeah. do I like ordering for everybody else? I do. I enjoy it. But I think because my, the person I was married to was so stingy and just really was not a good gift giver. Um, yeah. I really miss that during my marriage. I really miss the, you know, the comforting and the nurturing um, from a spouse. So I found ways to get it other places. And 
I you're not alone. Right. Just think, <laughs> oh, my mom, my mom was like, I'm so glad I had daughters because my sons and my husband, you know, they're just the worst gift givers. And it is really, it, you know, let's, let's, we're bearing it all on the table today, but yeah. it is really a downer on Christmas day when you knock yourself out to get really nice presents and, and cook and everybody else is happy. And then yeah. you sit down and you're like, really, I got a pine candle. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, like how, how little thought did that take? You know, oh, you went to the dollar store for it. It's, it's like, don't even bother. I'd rather not. Right. Really, well, I and- mean, that sounds not night, but I'd rather not. Well, and one of the other things that I want to share with everybody today, you know, that I'm not just a greedy monster, but, but (laughs) one of the things that I did, this is a a thing like, and you probably had this as a single mom, if you don't have parents alive, who takes your kids shopping to pick out a present for mom. And not that kids, you know, not all schools make Christmas presents anymore for mom. And, and one of the things that really hurt my kids was my ex-husband took my kids out to buy presents for his girlfriend and not for mom. So they came home and then we were in Walmart. This is a true story. We're in Walmart and my, my like seven, eight year old Max is at the jewelry counter and the lady's talking to him and he's crying and he's got like crumpled up money. And he was trying to buy, you know, I was doing something at Walmart with my other one, probably getting diapers or something. And he was trying to buy mother of the year, not watching her kid could have been Out there. But, scratch you know, that no I was right. watching him from afar but I, I was watching him from afar but when I finally came over to him he's crying because he's trying to buy me some diamond earrings because the dad Aww. bought diamond earrings from the kids to the girlfriend and he didn't have anything for the mom and so that really changed everything for me so and since they were little I could institute these things so what we did from that point onward is you know I shop bargain stores so TJ Maxx Ross things like sure. that yeah my job was to go to the store with my kids and watch them um, but each of them had but not look but not look but each of them had twenty dollars to spend and then we actually used the credit card because it was so hard with tax and money and coins and stuff like that so I would give the store manager my credit card I told her what we're doing and you know we've been going the same TJ Maxx now for 12 yeah. years but the kids can come in and they can um, they can pick something out for me. They can go wait in line like they're supposed to all supervised and then go to the manager with my credit card and pay for it. And what is really funny is every year that same manager discounts the pajamas, you know, or discounts something to make uh, it work within that budget. That's and, sweet. Um, you know, and that turned out to be one of our favorite family traditions, which is the kids go and pick something out and- you know, and when you give them a store like a TJ Maxx or a Ross, you kind of control what they're yeah. using. Like, honestly, is there anything at TJ Maxx that I could buy you, Frankie, that you would, you maybe not love it, but you'd still like it? Oh, yeah. I love that store. Right. I mean, so you p- take your, if you're a single mom. Housewares or from anywhere. In there. Buy me a pot. Buy me a candle from there. Because I know there'll be really nice soy candles made with essential yeah. oils. Yeah. Or- you know, buy me a hairbrush. It'll still be pretty. And all of that stuff I'll love, I'll use. So it'll fit some category. I always love leather gloves. They're always great. Or a scarf or a hat. But if you put your kids in the mall, yeah, I come back. Like my brother bought my mom once a troll picking its nose. Oh my God. (laughs) Remember the store Spencer? (laughs) 
Spencer gifts. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got one here. Yeah. I have those anymore, but I just remember my mom's face going. Thanks. Why would he's like, isn't it great? Isn't it funny? It's like, yeah, if you're an 11 year old boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh my God. So, you know, it's kind of controlled, but I think, you know, it's fun to talk about these things with you, Frankie, because you're a single mom. And, you know, when we first become single moms, it's hard enough. And if we don't have some of these tools, like, hey, you know what, maybe take my kid to my favorite store, take my kids, give them $10 each and let them pick something out for me. So they have the spirit of Christmas, they have the joy of giving or whatever you celebrate. And you don't get into, you know, problems with the dad doing great things for the the stepmom or the, you know, because that always happens, you know, the dad, of course. And then they spend a fortune on the stepmom. Like I didn't have a back window on my minivan for seven months till I could afford the payment. Thank God we live in Southern California because there's no rain. That's why I was like grateful for the drought. Everybody here is like, oh, you know, we need rain. I'm like, I don't have a back window in my minivan. Yeah, yeah, no, not yet. Um, You know, but, you know, they got an Audi that year. And that was, you know, that's a perfect example, not to feel sorry for me, but every single mom out there knows that feeling that dad spends a fortune on the new person. And then you're lucky if you get anything and if you get nothing, you should be happy for it. Yep. Yep. So, (laughs) So we have to have workarounds, you know, and that's the other thing that I will say that, you know, my friends did a good job of giving me for and if you have single mom friends and you want to give them something like I know you love your friend but don't give them candles and bath stuff even though you want to take care of them give them freaking gift cards because the worst thing I felt as a single soul supporting mom was I couldn't buy my kids first of all I couldn't buy what they wanted because it was some stupid $400 you know game console thing sure it's more painful not to be able to buy gifts for your kids than what you need. Don't you agree? Always. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I you know what? I remember <laughs> I'm a gambler and I remember being a single mom and going to the, the convenience store and buying a lottery ticket, like a cheap lottery ticket. Cause I thought I'm going to make on my, on this $1, I'm going to make five or $10 and I can buy dinner tonight. Yeah. That's what I did. And I usually won and I was really lucky about it, but you know what, that's, those are those times. Those are those times and those times go and you look back and you go, wow, those are crazy times, yeah. but they don't let, they don't stay forever. Right. right. Um, but they're, they times. They're, up- they're character building times. Yeah. They suck, Frankie, let's just it, put it the way they suck. No matter they, how. Yeah. They, they suck. But you know what, as a single mom, what I would appreciate is, somebody giving me time to myself, come and look after my kids for me yeah. for a couple hours and depending let me go out and be, your kids are, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how old your kids are. And let me just go out and on my own and be like, have a couple hours off. 17 year old hot son. <laughs> like that's a little weird, but yeah, a little. Yeah. yeah. They're lining up to look after him, yeah. but um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, like but, I, you know, they, they become some of your best memories, don't you think? They do. They do. My they kids do. remember when they were in fourth grade and sixth grade, one of the moms who has a ton of money in town, she asked me to pick up her son because he was at like the middle school with my son. Well, 
I get through the line, Frankie, and thank God the middle school is like literally walking distance to the gas station. I'm pulling into the middle school. I had picked up my elementary school kid and I'm like, not only am I on empty, but it says zero miles to go. Like I'm fumes and I'm like, oh crap. And I have this rich kid in my car and we roll into the gas station. I open my purse. I have nothing. And I'm going through, I'm like, kids, go through the car and find what you can. And like, we found like $2 in coins. You know what I mean? Like somewhere in the the seats. And then the rich kid goes, I have $4 left over from lunch. Oh, you're (laughs) like, give it to me, give it to me. (laughs) And you know, and I, I, you can see how red I'm getting, you know, like you, you yeah. know, even though the radio can't, can't see this. No, they can't see it. I can see how red she is. She's I red. am red because I'm <laughs> so humiliated. So we go and we get like $6 and 73 cents worth of gas. And I have to drive. To is that the- back in the day when that was a lot? <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe it bought two or three gallons of gas, but yeah. I had a minivan that got like 12 miles to the gas. Yeah. So I'm, I'm supposed to drop this rich kid off. And he's like, 12 miles away. So I'm like, crap, that's like a gallon there, like a gallon. I'm calculating in my head as I'm driving, am I going to make it? And I really didn't know a lot of people in the town I was living in. So there wasn't anybody I could call. My family's 3000 miles away. Sure. So I'm like, I'm just going to hope you know, like hell that I get there. So we get there and the mom comes out. She's like, Oh, thank you for bringing so-and-so up. I really appreciate it. And her son goes, like, I'm just, I'm going to get hives at this point. Frankie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. She comes to the window and he goes, mom, I saved Miss Sandra. She didn't have any gas money and her car is on E. And he, he's like, we weren't going to get here, mom, because we only had $6 to get gas. And he's, I'm like, shut up. Like, I'm so embarrassed. And this was oh in the God. van without the back window. And she yeah. kind of looks at me and she looks back. She opens her wallet and she hands me a hundred dollar bill. Like who carries a hundred dollar bill in your wallet? She didn't say anything. She just put it in my hand and her kid got out. Like to this day, I can't even look her in the eye. Wow. I'm like, who carries a hundred dollar bill? I'm scrapping six, no back window, picking up your kid, but it was. Well, bless you. Yeah. But maybe, maybe lots of people have some Christmas blessings this year. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's right. You know, but we all have them. And now here we are. Look, we're both on the radio. We both have, you know, I I have a home, you have a home, you know, we've come a long way. So you're listening today. And a lot of my, my listeners are single moms. You'll get through it. Just put one foot in front of the other, do what you can do and don't beat yourself up. You have any other good advice for our holiday moms? Yeah, don't stress this one. This one's a stressful one anyway. So just you know, breathe through this one and know that next year it's going to be so much better. Yeah. Make some memories, make, make some, some memories, you know, Paper play dictionary or something, but you know, get through this one. It's just a day. Yep. It's Come just around again next year and, and just enjoy your, your kids or your family or whoever's going to be with you. And if you're by yourself, you know, um, watch some good movies. Yep. Or Eat popcorn. Eat like junk or whatever. Read a great book. Yeah, I've got a million books I go on the go, and I enjoy that. So yeah, you can get through this holiday and cry if you have to. If you cry the whole day, yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, that's okay too. Absolutely. And you'll feel so right? much better. <laughs> Been there, done that. And you know what? If you cry yourself to sleep and you wake up, it's no longer Christmas. Like, there you are. Oh, yeah. You and then you just have to get through New Year's. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. Yeah. We'll have a New Year's show. We'll, we'll deal with that then. <laughs> okay. But, you know, well, thank um, you so much, Sandra. Yeah. On behalf of myself and Frankie Picasso, I want to wish you a happy holiday for whatever you celebrate. If you're alone and feeling sad, we send you a hug. If you're sick, we're going to send you healing energy. If you're lonely, we're going to send you friendship. And if you want, listen to this show over again, have a good laugh. Know that we've all been in tough places. We will be in tough places again, but we will get through them together. All right. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.